it seems like this show has a lot of karmic moments, meaning like Barry being, you know, uh, an assassin and killing so many people, but he doesn't want to kill people. Like the universe is, you know, trying to shift it around and be like, hey, we're trying to give you everything that you want, right? You want to get out of this life, you just have to, you know, focus on acting or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's just everyone else that keeps pulling him back into this thing. And when they pull him back into this, it tends to go wrong for them. Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Today we'll be talking about Barry. I'm Kevin. I'm Derek. So I was the one that uh, recommended this to you. What'd you think? It's, I'm glad I finished it because I did start it a while ago and just not (laughs) like finish it until now when you suggested that we watch it all the way through and it's really good. (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's a fun one for Bill Hader. Yeah. Like you wouldn't expect him to be a hitman, but I think for this one, it works. It seems like a passion project for them too. Like he really wanted to play like this really complex character that, uh, you know, just goes through a lot of different things and then incorporate his style of comedy too. And it just works. So, yeah, yeah. I like how the comedy isn't like, it's, it's not really jokes. It, it's more so like you see things happen and it's just funny. It just happens to be funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just- <laughs> Which is good humor because then it's it's not like a forced joke either. It's just like you laugh because it's something real. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It just everything about it works all the way into like the very end when they change tone. And it just continues to be like you falling in love with each character in their own way or like really hating a character. Yeah, or really hate, yeah. Um, and again, it's just because like it's real moments that you're just like, oh, wow, like that's someone I want to hang out with or wow, this person really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what makes, what do you think makes this show good? Oh gosh. I definitely, the writing, the casting also is on point. You know, it takes a specific cast to kind of deliver the lines that they have to while being kind of meta since it has to do with, again, an assassin trying to be an actor. And so, you know, it's a little bit of meta in there or whatever. So you have to kind of like play an actor playing an actor. So that's like super hard to do for the most part. And again, I think everyone nails their character so well in this. Yeah, man. Especially Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get on that. You'll touch on her a little bit later, but like, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Henry Winkler, just phenomenal in this. The ra- the range in this is just incredible that he shows. I like that he's an acting teacher. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. So there's season one is just crazy because it, he's basically Bill Hader's making fun of like the acting community. It's almost like an insidey joke type of thing. So yeah, there's like a ton of acting books. Like there's a, lo- a lot of acting teachers releasing their own like techniques and methods and stuff. And then I'm the sucker that like buys all the books. <laughs> and <reads them>. yeah. <laughs> like I can <laughs> show you on the bookshelf. There's like more than 20 something books yeah. of just like different like acting teachers different acting techniques and whatever and then you do see like those weird acting exercises that you see mm-hmm. in the first season it's like yeah it, it's, <laughs> that's it's, real, it's, real. <laughs> it's weird dude. and it's it, it's embarrassing and like cringy because then like you're like oh yeah but i guess this is what actors do so like i have to do this because somehow some way it's supposed to help me but then as an audience watching it it's just like this is a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. It's similar to like all the Tony Robinsons out there, you know, or whatever, like all the 
motivational speakers talking about how like they grew up in a harsh condition or whatever or how you can overcome your challenges in these specific ways it's like like i feel like people outside of that realm too will look at it and be like oh no that's so dumb like why would you need to go to a self-improvement class and stuff like that but you know things tend to work for different people so you gotta try out those different things did you think any of it was weird like were you were okay or on board with all the acting exercises that they did oh yeah for sure because like oh, i feel like to be an actor you have to get out of your comfort zone so you have to do like weird things or things that you've never done before like that's totally made sense to me so i was just enjoying like them opening up on camera right like these are acting exercises and you don't see the exercises normally on camera it's just to get them loose and stuff and so we do see those moments where they like they go through a moment and you know similar to ted lasso <laughs> which hopefully we get to watch but uh, i know that uh it's already over so we'll see if it's on the agenda but there are moments that you know a person does something to get them really hyped up essentially like there's a character in ted lasso where um uh he spits in a mirror of himself it's super weird mm. super uncomfortable but for the character it works you know what i mean it hypes them up and then he's able to go do what he needs to do kind of the same thing where it's like all right you're doing all these exercises you're gonna feel weird about it you might get embarrassed then you move forward with those feelings it's really nice yeah, pretty much. Especially when there's like a intense scene that you got to do. You got to know how to get yourself hyped because it's not like you are, let's say you're doing like a super angry scene or like frustrating scene or whatever. You like, you don't, you can't work your way up to it during the scene because like once it's like action, you're supposed to be already like in the zone. So then before the camera is shot or rolling, the actor has to do something to like hype themselves up, like you said. Yeah, uh, I was actually... Uh, on this topic, I was watching a, I guess, behind the scenes almost of Wolf of Wall Street and how they get into it. And like, we know Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is just an amazing actor, but the moment he hears action and then flips that switch is like, is visible. So I was watching a clip on that. And then Matthew McConaughey's version of like getting hyped up for a scene or whatever and getting into it. You know, he does the, like the chest something. Yeah. And then they incorporate it in yeah. the, in the movie. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's also a little different too when you think about like method acting. It's like okay, so if you live the uh, live as this character, then you know you don't really have to need to hype yourself up. Like you've been living as this character, so like you can just say action, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they're ready to go. But then like I don't know, I can talk about method acting some, some other time. But you know, that's I guess that's like the idea or marketed idea, right? And it's like oh, it works. So like whatever <laughs> yeah like we mentioned too like what another thing that makes the show so good is like the acting themselves or, you know the performances i should say like everyone just does such a phenomenal job in their characters and the way it's shot like there's like just i don't know like there's so many different interesting scenes that i couldn't take my eyes off of and then there's also you know the action shots so like every scene i think has like two or three one takes Whereas it's just like, you know, camera panning over to one scene and then moving over to another. And like, it's just so fun to watch each episode. Yeah, I like those moments too. Like it's it's almost as if the camera just lingers there. And then like they, they get to live as this character for like a little bit longer on screen. And for some reason, it just makes it feel more real, you know? And I like the, the shot where we get a glimpse into Barry's backstory. Like, because he was like a Marine or something yes, like that. Yeah. 
And then on his first kill, as he's like telling telling this story on stage, because he's doing like a monologue for yeah. the class. And it's cool that we see the reversal of it, because then it's like we know the real story through flashbacks. And then we hear the story that Barry's kind of like making up mm -hmm. to tell the students and stuff like that. And it was really cool to see how in reality he enjoyed that kill and like all his boys were like hyping him up and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Or um then he felt like really guilty about it, right? Or he felt wrong that it was celebratory. Yes. And it kind of makes sense because you're celebrating taking a life. And I mean, I've never been in the military. I'm sure like it's a very psychological. It's also psychological. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, you know, like taking your first life. So, of course, people kind of have to hype you up and, you know, be your bros about it because it's a very difficult job, too. So I'm not going to pretend like I know what that feels like. But it makes sense that he wouldn't want to share with everyone to be like, yeah, when I killed them, like, you know, I found out I'm really good at it <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it's getting celebrated. So, yeah, like I feel for him, though, like when you do something wrong, but you get, you know, that encouragement to continue to do it. Yeah, it's weird because like in when you're in that type of um, environment, it's like that's part of coping, you know, because then you, you just did something that's crazy outside of like civilian, regular civilian living. But to tell that to a group of students that are just like, want to be actors, <laughs> it's just like, they might think that you're a psycho or something like that. And even when they had to reenact um, Barry's monologue, <laughs> yeah. they were doing it like these weird, crazy things. But we as the audience just can't help but like laugh or cringe at the way we're seeing it. But in reality, that's kind of like how other people perceive this moment. Because in their minds, they're like, this is a terrible idea or terrible action. And then as they were reenacting it, they're like portraying Barry as like this guilt um, written dude. And it, they're like crying about it and being super dramatic about it. But it wasn't like that at all. And the funny thing is that, you know, in that scene too, like Barry didn't say so like a lot. They just had to interpret it themselves. Yeah. And of course, them not being in, you know, his shoes or having that experience before that's when it starts bridging over into like, you know, I don't know, like in, into the performances themselves, like we saw, you know, everyone said too, like Sally, you know, apparently was like the, the highest caliber actor in that whole class. And you can tell, you know, like, so the actors <laughs> on that end did a really good job portraying Bad one actor, of the actors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so that's, that's good acting. <laughs> it, it's so strange, you know, it's, it's like, all right, so you train really hard to be a good actor. But then you book this role to portray bad actors. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a reverse, reverse type of thing. That's like the whole show too, which I love. It's pretty much, you know, one person being one thing and it just completely working out for the most part. Like we mentioned Henry Winkler and then of course, um, Barry himself, like he's, I don't even like know how to like describe this performance because it's so Bill Hader. But at the same time, it's like, again, a whole different kind of range, especially when, you know, Barry goes unhinged. Yeah, I, I love seeing Bill Hader go through like a serious role. It, it's kind of strange <laughs> because you don't think that he's a serious actor. But then like in this in this one, you're allowed to think that he's a serious actor just because of the range that he has to go through. It's like trauma, but then he has to act on stage wanting to be an actor and yeah. not be an actor because he's he's reliving his traumatic moments in the military which is kind of like a different type of acting work too 
not only that, but he's playing an assassin who wants to be an actor, and then he has to act while he's yeah. doing that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, oh my god! Like, there's so many layers to this character, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything else around him is also happening. Oh my gosh! Like, can we touch on? I, I want to ask you who your favorite character is in the show. It would have to be Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, Hank is so flawlessly and it looks so effortlessly done by. Um, I know you know his name probably, right? Like, uh, I keep forgetting name. his name, but I think it's like Arthur or something. Arthur, nah. Okay, but we can pull it up. Yeah, he's he deserves credit because his whole performance in his entire show. Like, I know he's also um, gotten a few like recognitions for like certain lines that he's done. Anthony Kerrigan. There we go. I yeah. knew he started. With him. <laughs> <laughs> he is so well casted <laughs> as Hank, and his amount of I don't know his is just so effortlessly effortlessly acted. Well, the crazy thing is like um he ended up losing all of his hair you know mm-hmm. so then like before like booking this role or whatever he i think he was going through a stage where like um he was gonna give up acting just because he lost all of his hair so it's like his agents or whatever were afraid that he couldn't be casted as anything which sucks because he yeah he's still a good actor <laughs> and it's cool to see that he's still booking roles regardless of you know losing all of his hair he also played Victor Zaz. Yes, I was gonna say like his past few roles were like killers or stuff, or like insane people, and I love that this didn't take away from his ability. You know, they really gave him a chance, and it completely worked because he's hands down my favorite character. Dude, it's it's weird because he's he's supposed to be like lead of the mafia or like you know his own gang, but then it's like he's intimidating in a different way. Cause he he's so funny like I don't I don't even know it's like he's like a polite killer or a polite leader, mobster mobster yeah. gang person and he doesn't really kill either I think yeah. there's only like obviously the scene where he gets captured or the episode where he gets captured along with Crystal Ball you yeah. know and he goes and kills Crystal Ball's wife and whoever that guy was <laughs> <laughs> really funny scene but yeah like Hank is another really good character because you know people probably would judge him on his outer appearance and in this case he's just like a super nice guy <laughs> that like really cares about people you know like he really cared for barry for a very long time he cared about crystal ball you know and stuff like that and just wanted to show that he has value i think that's what makes him interesting that he wants to be super nice and kind or whatever but he's also in a position where he needs to be in power. Like he needs to do all these crappy things, like pretty much tell his crew to kill this person or, you know, do all these dirty deeds. Yes. <laughs> but he's still at the same time, like, oh, I care about them or whatever. Right. But he also like screws them over. Yeah. And yeah, it's just so interesting to see him go down like actually all these characters right like it's all mostly like self-inflicted wounds as they're like continuing forward and trying to like you know live their lives the way they want <laughs> yeah he wants yeah. to live his you know truth and stuff and i love that we get to see him grow and you know honestly in the end everyone got a fitting end except for one person and we'll touch on that too but <laughs> whoo do you yeah. think it should have gone on for more seasons though? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it ended perfectly. It was like a right amount of episodes and stuff. You think it ended perfectly? Fourth I, season was kind of weird. I wouldn't say it ended perfectly. I meant like, you know, the, the seasons. Oh, Ending in okay. four seasons. That was good. 
Okay, if you had to rank each season, like in good to bad, I guess, how would you rank it? First one, obviously good. Second season, really good. <laughs> Third season, would I would say match uh, season two. And then season four was like a slight step down. But I understand that they're trying to wind things down. I, and I wonder if it's because I think it could have gone on for one more season. I wouldn't mind that. But it seemed like, you know, halfway through season four, there's a time skip, right? Yeah. And so they kind of jumped into something else. So I wonder if they were kind of getting pushed to finish too. That's kind of yeah. what I felt. I'm wondering the same thing because as far as like, should it have gone on more seasons? I think because of that time skip, I feel like it could have lasted one more season because that was such a weird jump. Because yes. it was halfway through the season, you're you're with Hank and then you're with Cristobal trying to live their lives, you know, outside. And then you have Barry in jail and uh, what's his handler's name again? Uh, the Raven. The Raven. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Fuchs. Oh, yeah. Fuchs. Yeah. And he's in jail, too. And it's just like, OK, cool. I wonder how they're going to get out because season three ends with that big cliffhanger. Yes. Where um, Henry Winkler's character pretty much like framed him or set him up to be caught. Mm -hmm. So then when I saw that ending, I was like, holy crap, this show is so good because not a lot of writers want to write their character into a corner like this. Cause then now in the next season, how does that person get out? It's, it's tough. So season four, I was curious to see how Bill Hader was going to get his character out of jail. And it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was because then it was very. <laughs> it, it was. It's very Bill Hader. Yeah, and Barry. Yeah, I think it was after that episode. Then there's a very like there's a tonal shift uh, again with the eight year jump as well. There was just a lot packed into you know four episodes, and immediately again it just felt almost completely different. Yeah. Which I don't mind for the most part. You don't mind? That was the part that bothered me because I was left with more questions as in like, because you know how, um, so Barry escapes prison and then he hides out in Sally's apartment or something like that, right? Or his old apartment. Yeah. And then Sally's like, let's go or, or whatever. So they run off together. And then we get this time jump with Sally and Barry and apparently they have a kid. But for some reason, Sally is so disconnected with her her son yeah that i'm like what is going on and we don't get more info about that it's just like okay something happened between her leaving with barry and now where she's just like i don't know yeah so what i would like to see more of is like when they had john and how she was and then where the disconnect begins what i came to understand is like she's disconnected because obviously she doesn't like where her life has led her yeah and she feels guilt that she killed that dude in the one of the most brutal ways you know in the whole show which is saying a lot <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of brutal moments but especially well you're expecting it to happen from uh bill Hader too, yeah because he's the one that goes unhinged yeah oh my gosh and like it's these drawn out fight scenes that make it so good it makes it so real and there's like a lot of like impactful moments in like a very sh short amount of time anyway like you know her relationship with her son was just like interesting to see and i wonder if it's technically a portrayal of just like failed actors letting their failures lead their lives and forgetting that again they have a kid and so they don't you know put a lot of effort into raising their kid right like we see her give john alcohol so that he would stop crying yeah <laughs> yeah it's like oh, this is terrible parenting and she knows it it's 
Uh, you know, like when John falls asleep on the couch and then she's just like trying to wake him up. It's like, go to bed. We're <laughs> like, just that moment alone is just like, I don't think she like acknowledges that that's her son. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like, at the end of episode eight, you know, he goes and says, I love you. And she doesn't even acknowledge that. Mm hmm. She's just like, oh, yeah, just have fun, whatever, you know, go sleep over at this person's house. And she's basking in that glory again of the limelight. Yeah, yeah, because she won a, an award for her directing or something like that? No, the play. I, I think she just got flowers, and that was, like, enough for her to, like, click into it. Oh, okay. Because it was at a school. It yeah. was a school play. So, yeah, that's... Sally is such... Do you like her? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I but he's so meant much. to be hated, you right. know? And it's just like, okay, she's doing a good job. And it's like, man, maybe there's just, she's not likable. So it's no. like, how is Barry with this person? But at the same time, she's the only person that actually like, in a way accepted Barry, but not fully. Like she's using uh, Barry as like her projection, her like her um, wall to bounce off of every time she's going through like an acting struggle. Yeah. What I love is every character's interaction with Barry because Every single time they have a good relationship with Barry, their, you know, their luck like skyrockets and his as well. You know, like the funny thing is that it seems like this show has a lot of karmic moments, meaning like Barry being, you know, uh, an assassin and killing so many people, but he doesn't want to kill people like the universe is, you know, trying to shift it around and be like, hey, we're trying to give you everything that you want. Right. You want to get out of this life. You just have to, you know focus on acting or whatever right mm -hmm. it's just everyone else that keeps pulling him back into this thing and when they pull him back into this it tends to go wrong for them but then like you know when sally's with barry the whole time her career elevates and then right when she breaks up with barry that's when her career started taking a nosedive and you know and like she's doing all this stuff to like you know just ruin herself and then like it's like a lot of those moments where like even uh Fuchs, right like when he works with barry everything tends to go well for him for the most part um i actually i would say he's probably the one character that's like a bit of an outlier but fuchs yeah fuchs yeah but uh you know we get kusino his career also like skyrockets too when he accepts barry barry well barry was doing a lot just trying to like regain his um trust and like friendship oh yeah because i mean yeah yeah obsessively <laughs> because barry was the one that killed his love you know yeah and Oh man, so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> going from season one to season four, it's just like there's it's gonna be a long episode if we touch on each single one. <laughs> yes. It's just do you think Sally changed throughout season one, two, three, and four? No, not at all. Yeah, that's I, the it, crazy it, thing. Yeah, it's like, wow. I guess that's what I was kind of like looking for when it ends. Cause when the show ends, you're like, the closed loop on Sally is that she has been the same. Yes. Like she has the whole time. At all. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it just sucks. Cause then even, uh, John leaves with, well, I mean, he has no choice, but to be stuck with his mom. But like prior to that, Sally was the one that ran off with John and then Barry might not have been in that situation had they stayed. Yeah. It, it's just been so interesting. And I love, this is where, okay, wait, I'm, I said love, but the ending for me is so complicated because I actually do like where they went. Because it's not a true happy ending. Yeah. Like, no one, I, I don't think, has a happy ending. And then the one person that technically does, Sally, 
you're not happy for her at all. You're nope. just like, she doesn't deserve it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no ho Hank. Dude got blasted. Bro. Oh, dude, in the heart. I felt so sad. I, I love the way he died, though, because um, he died in such a cool, like, posture way. I don't know if you saw, but, like, yeah. he gets shot here, and then, like, the, the camera pans back, and he's got, like, this nice, like, cool, cool, like, And he's pose. holding on to the hand of, oh, of the ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, I thought it was a cool shot because... Uh, Hank's such a cool character throughout the whole entire show. Like, regardless of what he did, you just enjoyed him. Absolutely. Even, even up into his death. And, mm -hmm. like, I wonder if he was also trying to save John for Barry. I think so. Right? Like, yeah. that's the feeling that we kind of get. And so, the ending and, like, this whole gang fight where they kill each other. Yeah. Super funny, by the way. Yeah. Um, Since, you know, they throw a grenade, you will blow up. But it's kind of, like, they continue this trend where Barry is also super lucky. Like every situation he's been in kind of just ends up resolving itself. Like that fight, right? Like he, he, he was ready to go in guns blazing Dude. and then everyone just killed him. <laughs> killed each other already. <laughs> Prior to that moment, there's like a brief uh, commentary on guns and it's those shots where Barry walks into like a Walmart or whatever, yeah. or, you know, whatever. you buy guns wherever. Yeah. yeah. And he just walks in there and buys a gun and then just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but like the second time he goes there and he's loaded yeah. up with yeah. tons of guns on him and then just walks out of the store. No one bats an eye. Exactly. And it's like, damn, I like that. That was a uh, commentary on gun control and all that stuff. Right. Without saying that, you know, hey, think about, you know, it wasn't blatant in your face. It was just like Barry literally just walked into the store bought a ton of guns and left and then no one said anything it's like that in a lot of different scenes and i wish i could remember them specifically because like season two was a lot of again barry finally embracing this acting life that you know he's he's good when he draws on his experiences and i think that's another ode i guess to like acting is like when you truly draw from your experiences when you start truly acting you know like you can't pretend like we saw with like the other people you pretend it doesn't feel real. So when you draw on your actual experiences and bring that into your portrayals, then there's a lot of emotion behind it, a lot of impact. So this this whole show, man, is just <laughs> in, show. intense. Like again, the the ending's a little eh, but like up until then, there's just an amazing amount of like the right amount of action, you know? Like it wasn't nothing felt like too much. Yeah, I think it was the right balance of entertaining us with multiple things it's it's being frustrated with these characters which draws us in and then there's that action uh element to it um and the weird comedy that comes in and you don't expect it but you enjoy it as well so it's just like a good combination of everything mm -hmm. character relationships and what you want from them i just remembered another thing for barry that again things tend to resolve around him just luckily you know for example, like the um, when he got caught by the detective's dad, and then he mentioned that there's two hundred fifty thousand dollars that he should have just gave to Cousino, mm -hmm. um, and then like Cousino goes down for that murder, <laughs> and like Whoa. that's so crazy. Like Barry still didn't get blamed for that. He goes down a hero because yeah. he just tends to say the right things, or again, things just happen where it's just Barry's gonna be fine. You know, like it's. I think it's um partial luck and then the other partial thing is you know people make conclusions on on very few details like the fact that they jumped to kusino 
and then like um plastered him with all of this like makeshifting oh you were the one that took advantage of barry you're the one that let mm -hmm. him you know and in a way it does kind of sound or it makes sense because nothing's like written on paper nothing's really like recorded and it's kusuno who has been known as a person that is very selfish and narcissistic even his son thinks that mm -hmm. so then it's like easier for for the media and people to believe that kusuno was the one that took advantage of like this ptsd marine that was trying to be an actor and then coerced him into like these assassinations yeah it, oh, man i like those are the moments i really love it's meta writing it's meta writing <laughs> It's just so beautiful. Like yeah. when you watch it, every one of those is so satisfying. Like when, you know, season two, when he ends up, you know, killing the detective and stuff, it just so happens that it's the Chechens. It's just because Barry had the wherewithal to put in like the pin. And then they're just like, yeah, the, the Chechens did this. It was all, of, you know, uh, out of spite for whatever that happened in the first season. And it's like, dude. That is genius. <laughs> you know, like, how did they even think of that? I also feel bad for the Chechen sometimes too. You know, when <laughs> yeah. when um, Hank hires Barry to train his Chechen soldiers, <laughs> I love that. And yeah. for like a brief moment, there's like that one like rising star Chechen that's like really good <laughs> at shooting, and like he's following all of Barry's orders and like training really well, and he looks up to Barry. And then when they have that shootout in the finale where they're protecting like Hank's warehouse. But Barry was in like, oh. like seeing red, right? And he just like storms in there, and he like he murked everybody. Oh, it's so cool because like it's a John Wick moment. Yeah, he's just on it again. He's just talented at killing people. So all he takes is like one shot to kill like everyone. In that last moment, though, like he could have gotten taken down, but it was the familiar face yes. of Barry that prevented che that Chechen soldier to hold off of that gunfire. And then he got shot in the face by oh, Barry. And yeah, it's like it's such a beautiful uh, moment. It's beautifully tragic. That's yeah. what it is. It just because like you you actually started to like this guy too. He's just like a one off character for the most part. Yeah. And like you're just like oh yeah, yeah Barry's gonna spare him. We got glimpses gonna... of him enough times to be like we're rooting for this character for some <laughs> <Yeah>. reason. And <laughs> this actually kind of reminds me of like you know all those moments we call out where like why don't they pull the trigger on the gun or whatever. This is a good moment. Yes. Where other movies can take a lesson from and be like look if you want your character to pause on that gunshot dude give that character a reason to like hold off. I so, love like, that you say that. Yeah. So like if that Chechen soldier had the gun point on barry and he's like oh shoot this is my mentor this is the person that i look up to of course i'm gonna hold hold off fire and then he gets shot in the face and, and it makes shot. sense it, it's not like you know all those things that we call out in previous right. films so that's another thing that you really i didn't even think about that to be quite honest with you why because it's so well written yeah that it blends in it didn't uh -huh. stand out to you know again you know people like us who pay attention to those <laughs> little details and like there's not moments where they were like wait, hold on, you know, like, or, hey, and then there's yeah. the gunfire. It's literally, like, the scene where, you know, that scene where Barry goes into the temple, he goes, he looks at, um, you know, the the head of the crime family, whatever, and then instantly just goes and shoots her, mm -hmm. right? Like, that makes sense. As an assassin, you're going to go in, and you're going to just murk everyone. Yep. So, like, especially when you're angry, and, and those moments happen every single time in each episode, you know? Like, it's just well- it is just really good writing. So that way they treated the audience like we're smart enough that uh, 
we can understand everything that's happening. We don't need an, an insane amount of detail. Yeah. We just need just enough to fill in the blanks, let our imaginations kind of run wild. And that's what makes a good show good. It wasn't even like crazy editing cinematic shots too for that moment. It was just like one shot on that uh, Chechen dude and then one shot on or one camera shot on Barry. And then we pan back to the Chechen guy and we see the reaction on his face. That was enough to be like, oh, he paused because he recognized it was Barry. And because of that built up prior moments in that season, we as the audience fell in love with this character a little bit and we were rooting for him. So then felt bad when he got offed. (laughs) <laughs> another another really good scene that I just thought of is when uh, I believe his name is Brian comes in the the guy that Barry saves in the Marines. Uh, oh, Albert. Gets, Albert. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment, like Albert, or sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess it is Albert. Albert's the only one that figures out that Barry's the true killer and everything, and goes and you know confronts him at the end. And he's the one who also doesn't take a shot on Barry because they have a backstory. Exactly. They have a relationship. They have, you know, like a beautiful moment where like, it's just them two. And Albert's like, you got to stop. You know, you have to be a good person now. Like if you don't, you're not going to be able to go back. And that's what we get. Dude, I love that moment too, because we not only do we get further back background uh, knowledge about um, Barry's experience in that uh, marine corps or whatever mm-hmm. the friend that he saved not just the friend that he saved but like that was also during the moment where barry got his first kill and then he went like red you know mm-hmm. so then albert coming back he was also like a detective or mm-hmm. uh, he was in the fbi fbi so like he's part of the law enforcement and he has every opportunity to like turn barry in and you yeah. know do everything it's yeah. just and it's such a good monologue between him uh and barry too because he's like look you saved me and I'm grateful to you. And because he has a family and kid mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. He said that, you know, my eight-year-old wouldn't be here yeah. if it weren't for you. Right. So it's it's almost like this, uh, it's so, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't just um, make the right call to like kill Barry. It's like- Or turn him in. Or turn him in. Because you're like, fuck. Yeah. He, <laughs> it's that type of feeling. The one time he saved someone's life is the time that that person tried to save his life. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, uh, there, there are certain episodes where they talk about the behind the scenes of the episode in Barry, which I really like. And the end of season three, no, season two, I think, <laughs> uh, where, you know, they're talking about how Barry comes out of the darkness in the beginning of the season and he's really trying to become a better person and, you know, does all this stuff. And it wasn't until he goes and kills that entire, you know, the entire temple, essentially, um, he goes back into the darkness and, you know, they're talking about the fact that Barry now, you know, is stuck in his place. It's going to be incredibly hard for him to get out of it. And again, he has that moment where he could try to do it, but chooses not to because he's so blinded and wants, you know, like fatherly love from Kusuno and that backfires because Kusuno betrays him. And yeah. he almost kills the, um, the detective's dad who, freaking badass right like he's scary i love that his like funny thing is the fact that he's just incredibly intense yeah (laughs) i like how he when he's interrogating kusuno and he puts his nose right (laughs) up to him and i was like man ah that's such a tough scene too because like i know if you were to shoot that it it would feel so awkward having another man like touch their nose against you but like you're 
uh, Henry of England has to be like super afraid and intimidating. It's it is really uncomfortable too. Yeah. So for him to continue to ask repeated questions, I love that moment too. Like it was just so cool to watch like this interrogating go down and like he did that for a living, right? And he has a bunch of torture devices too in the background. He's just really good at what he does. Another really fun detail that I noticed, and I don't know if they did on purpose or anything, but in the very first scene when he interrogates Kusino, you notice like there's two just regular like four leg chairs. Later on, and it's probably because he's getting older and stuff, right? <laughs> he shifts over to a wheelchair, like a like you know one of our office chairs because he's too old to bring the chair over oh. and slam it down, which is one of his techniques. And so now he has to like slide in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's for real. Like maybe I'm an, oh, I'm an, over analyzing that moment. It's it's possible. But I was like, if that and I believe that this show, like what they do is every detail is carefully thought about thought out for each character. So I want to say that they thought about that for him as well because he's getting older, it's harder to walk, and he still wants to be intimidating and get into people's faces. So what's the best way to do it? Instead of picking up your chair and putting it down. Yeah, roll over to them and really get in there. That's a good thought. I I, I don't think you're too far off. You know, the only way to know is to ask. I know. The the actor, yeah, and <laughs> act to themselves and be like, hey, did you think of that? You know, <laughs> and then get the confirmation yourself. Another cool thing about Barry is that he's very flawed. He's not the perfect assassin. Right. So like when he gets this one, that one fight scene where um, it's, it's that scene that you texted me about. He's like, yo, this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite episode. Dude, that scene was so funny. I was cracking up like mad crazy. <laughs> it's it's so good. Because she's just like a... So that's like a stunt girl. Yes. Um, or she's a daughter of a stuntman, but she also does stunt work. And I love that she's just like climbing all these walls and like doing this crazy stunt work. But, but we see Barry... <laughs> And Fuchs's reaction in the car, just like she's not she, human, man. <laughs> I think she's possessed. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to bring that out to you. So it's season two, episode five. Ronnie, Lily, like an amazing episode because you know there's commentary in the back or in on the end of the episode. I love that they wanted to show a hit gone wrong. Yeah. And so we see this happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because, like, again, Barry's in this. Uh, phase in season two where he wants to be a good person he doesn't want to kill anymore he just wants to act mm-hmm. and so he's trying to save ronnie's life you know because detective uh the detective that he's killed her partner is getting buried to try to kill the guy that uh his so wife, wife cheated him yeah yeah so you know he's like kill this dude or whatever and we're even i'll make everything go away barry tries to go kill this guy and it turns out he's <laughs> karate <laughs> a, expert. Taekwondo, yeah, taekwondo champion and yeah <laughs> I love the shot that they like showed that he has trophies everywhere. Like this dude is talented and an amazing stuntman too. Like that dude, yeah. amazing stuntman. So I I love that this is one drawn out shot for them going through each scene one by one, just showcasing that. They were just messing it's each so other funny. up, but it was like good choreographing where it's like it makes sense that these pauses are allowed to be here. It wasn't like we need continuous action, like uh, like an Asian martial arts film right. where they're like, boom, 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 like Hitman, you know? it's uh, This is choreographed in a way where it's like, all right, this dude's an um, expert in martial arts, but Barry's a Hitman, and their like, styles of fighting is different. So it's not as stylized in like these fighting-type movies. 
Plus, Ronnie is a smoker. We get that right off the bat. And I love that he gets winded uh-huh. when they first start <laughs> yeah. Like, those are the little details that make the moments real. Well, it's, the thing is that, you know, how in boxing, each round is like, what, a minute and a half? Five or... minutes, I think. No, before the bell? It's like two minutes or something like that. Uh, expo- uh, was it expedition ones? <laughs> not, not expedition. The ones before that, like, that aren't real, but like main fights are like five you're, minutes you're talking about like the youtuber fights those ones are kind of sh- yeah those like youtube like ones minutes. no no those youtube ones are two minutes oh well Ish. regardless yeah. even uh, let's just say like two minutes even two minutes of just like like hopping around yeah. trying to like um all out fighting yeah all out right. fighting like reading each other's movements that's tiring yeah like extremely tiring that's why every time we see like a boxing montage and these like like creed or southpaw they're always doing a ton of jump roping it's because fighting is exhausting. Exhausting, yeah. So we get this uh, scene between Ronnie and Barry, and they're just both like winded. winded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they still have to like kill each other. Or, uh, you know, like I, I like that Ronnie also makes like a ton of mistakes. Like he goes and takes out nunchucks, and like he's, he's obviously dying and he's trying <laughs> to kill Barry with nunchucks. And then, like, same thing with Lily. So this is like another thing that this whole episode was just made for fun right like it's just a completely fun episode and of course there are moments where it's like well why didn't lily run to a, another house to call the cops and stuff on barry could have done that that's not the point of the episode you know the point of the episode is just like to make it super fun make it wild like have this crazy girl like climb up a tree like you mentioned and jump off and she's i don't know she's just like a whole different like demon or <laughs> whatever it is i, I don't even when know. she bites fuke's face um i cracked <laughs> yeah. up so hard it's so good but fuchs also deserves it too so it's it's like you don't feel bad for him you can't help but laugh because yeah. it, it just happens i like the part where um barry like crushes his windpipe but, yeah. but ronnie is still trying to like yeah fight but barry's just like ronnie i crush your windpipe you you can't you can't fight <laughs> you know and j- we just have this moment barry's like i already won and ronnie's just still trying to like fight or or in the end in the end where he's like ronnie ronnie like we can still, you know, Chicago's <laughs> still on the table. We can still get you out of here. The guy in the car is literally glued to the steering wheel. <laughs> like, oh gosh, that, the whole episode is so funny. Yeah, super, because it's it's a long drawn out battle, and then they meet up again, or right? Yeah, at the supermarket or yep. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the part. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, so good, and that's another moment of luck too, where again the detective that was threatening Barry comes in, oh, tries to kill okay. Barry. Yeah. And then gets killed by Ronnie. He get rocked. <laughs> yes. And that's like what I love is like this whole episode still had a purpose too. Yeah. It wasn't just like ending on like a random thing. It's like, dude, he killed the detective still. Yeah. Barry's again off the hook. It's good writing. <laughs> good writing. It's amazing writing. But you're on board with what happens too. Because you're like, oh shoot. Did that just happen? Like, you know how certain things can happen because of plot convenience? It's like, oh, exactly. this needs to happen so that we can save our protagonist. But when this happens, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible amount of luck. It's just amazing writing. It's believable, too. And again, one person's events leads to another person's demise, essentially, right? That all makes sense versus having plot armor like Batman, you know, like yeah. what Batman can't die because he's the main hero. No, like in this case, it's like, no, Barry can't lose because everyone else is doing the work for him. Like, that's just amazing to me. There's know? also like 
a lot of chaos. Yes. So yeah. Like, oh, for sure. So if there's a lot of chaos, in a way, there's opportunity for luck. So therefore, like Barry, in a way, capitalizes on the chaos. It like he doesn't plan for these to happen. It's just that it makes sense that the de the detective hates Ronnie so much because his life is miserable. He lost his partner. He also lost his wife to this dude. You know, so he's in a shitty situation. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. I, we could go on and on about this show, but. One thing to bring up too is the ending, of course, and how everything pulled out. So going back into it, Gusino gets framed. Barry becomes the hero because Barry dies. Do you like that Barry was killed? Yes, for that ending, it was interesting because like Barry was going to turn himself in. Yeah. So if we didn't have that moment before his death, then it would be a bad ending. But because he came to that house and then it was Gusino's agent or manager that was there and he was like, look, Barry, you have to like turn yourself in because everyone thinks that Kusuno did all this stuff. But this was also in a moment where Barry, um, after that eight year mark or whatever, he's like super religious, yeah. all about God. He hasn't really killed anybody. Right. Yeah. You know, within that time frame. Yeah, actually you're right. Yeah. He didn't kill anyone. Exactly. Like he came with guns blazing, yeah. but all the work was done for him already. So like he didn't do anything. Um, so in that moment where he was at Kusuno's house, he was going to like turn himself in. But Kusuno, because he was so like self-absorbed in his like demise, he blames it on Barry. He blames it. He blames everything on Barry. Like even uh, when he accidentally shot his son, he, he blamed it on Barry too. And it's like, damn, he's so self-absorbed that he cannot be self-aware that he's the one that's like doing all these bad things yeah i'm and sure then, like he's he's also really distraught yeah because of how everything continues to unfold again he had to run all the way to israel also to find like his own like spiritual path right which is again a very nice parallel to barry's and then he falls back into the same pitfalls like he goes and tries to meet up with the different agent he's like oh well you know uh, daniel day lewis is coming out of retirement to play you yeah. And Mark Wahlberg wants to meet you to talk about this stuff. And all of it is, is like a ploy to get him to unravel like, you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, wow, if Kusuno actually meant it, he could have saved himself still. Dude, exactly. Like, I think that's why it was so easy for him to be framed as Barry's um, manipulator. Right. You know, it's because he fell for all those traps that the detective set up for him. It's like, you could have let Barry take the fall if you were truly, truly beyond this ego of wanting to be a successful actor or like you know be trade as like a good actor or something like that what i just realized too is that uh, kusuno goes down as you know barry's handler or manipulator but we get fuchs's redemption arc as well where you know fuchs is just like this low life trying to take um uh, take advantage of barry's skills and assets and then when he gets out of prison, he <laughs> he embraces the fact that he's the Raven. He's able to bring out people's truest potential. Yeah. And he saves John and brings him to Barry. And then we have this like actual father moment where he's like, you know, like Barry, like, I'm gonna leave forever. Here's your chance. So like it's kind of a switch because Kusuno also tried to save Barry in the beginning, ends up killing him. Fuchs was trying to kill him in a different type of way, and then ends up technically saving him for the most part because he saved john so very nice like you know parallels <laughs> in those it's a good arc because we um in previous seasons fuchs was relying on barry so much for all the dirty work because fuchs was more like the i sit back yeah. and i tell you what to do type of thing right 
he, in a way he was powerless, but when he went to jail, he finally discovered that he wasn't powerless. He was like super powerful. Mm -hmm. And then when he leaves jail, he has, he's like, all these men. Yeah. This whole gang that's following him now. So like in a way he grew to become like his full potential. Absolutely. And then Barry finally got to be his, what he wanted, you know? And the way he died, it was just so quick and sudden that it was like, oh, that was fitting. I like the moment before he dies. He's like, wow. <laughs> he's like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. The reaction is so Barry and so Bill Hader. Yeah. It was so. <laughs> so it captured his death really uh, well. And I hope that, you know, everyone in the show feels fulfilled. Like, you know, again, Fuchs, that actor is so good. And I've only seen him in Dodgeball. Oh yeah. He's in dodgeball as the yeah. nerd and like to see his range in this and to bring Fuchs to life going from kind of deadbeat loser who's manipulating Bill uh, uh sorry, man manipulating Barry and then, you know, reach like this whole different arc where he's he himself is the crime boss, you know? Yeah. Incredible, incredible mon range. So love the show. Really good show. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good, you know, completed loops too. Like Kusuno deserves um, being framed for everything because of, you know, he, he put himself there. Right. <laughs> so like, even though Barry is seen as a hero, we're also okay with seeing, um, Kusuno as a bad guy. And you still feel bad for him too, because you know, no one asks for that. The only person that I don't think we care much for is Sally. Yeah. Oh like, God. Sally's like, the one that's like, why but life's unfair you know i think that's the other thing is like life's unfair things tend to happen to good people and whatever but there's still there's still life there <laughs> it's still entertainment <laughs> well it's just like sally has everything but is unfulfilled so that would be like the curse of her position whereas everybody mm -hmm. else kind of like got to um reach the final arc in their journey i guess so like even though barry died he got to live eight years with his son and like not kill people. That's true. That's which is true. kind of what he wanted. Yeah. Well put. And then Fuchs, same thing. He's like, he hated Barry so much that he couldn't really like change himself. But then he realized that he doesn't need Barry anymore. So then he becomes a powerful person. Mm -hmm. And then that's why we get that ending where Fuchs is looking at Barry and yeah. they don't even say anything to each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they don't ha say anything because they don't need to. It's yeah. just like, it's been eight years. You changed, I changed, mm -hmm. got your son back, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't die in that. He saved John's life. Like, you know, like I was like looking around to see what happened to him. Mm -hmm. He's covering John, you know, like I love that. Before he like didn't really care more or less whether like Barry died. I mean, there are moments where he did care, but it was just so, yeah, dude, the ending is like. I love the good. tension to uh create that battle too because it wasn't like uh, it's a different reason for why that battle starts he, he fuchs wanted uh hank to admit that he was the one that killed mm -hmm. cristobal and and because it's such like a pride or ego or whatever it, it's such a psychological thing that like hank doesn't want to admit that he killed cristobal mm-hmm with us leading to like this blowout battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. I love that all of Hank's men were like super fashionable. You know, they're oh, all yeah. wearing suits and all like good looking dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that that whole battle was just like, oh, man, so many scenes in this are so good to watch. Like so satisfying in so many different ways. It's just like incredible. Hank could have prevented that battle if he admitted 
that he killed Cristobal, Maybe, yeah. but he couldn't admit it. And, you know, you can just see that good acting um, from Anthony where he's like, he feels guilty, but at the same time, doesn't want to admit it because he only did what he could because mm -hmm. you know, he was trying to save everybody. It's like, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Watch <laughs> this show, guys. <laughs> we can go on and on about it, but whew, whew. good show. Yeah. Well done, Bill Hader. <laughs> you put on there. Could these writers save Citadel? Yeah, yeah. Like I think they could, <laughs> but leave it where it is. Leave leave Citadel in the shitter. Continue to like, you know, promote Barry. <laughs> well, I mean Barry's over and right. Bill Hader was like one of their main writers. Yeah. So like I think they could do Citadel. The tone would I they might be able to keep the same tone, but you can tell that like the second season or whatever onward would be so different. Absolutely. And it, I think it would be less flashy, but more, it would just be better. Yeah. It has more to be more grounded. Yeah. What grounded. I'm saying. So essentially the same. Yeah. It just has to be more, more grounded. And all the shots would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the story and the writing. And I'm curious how they would do that uh, sequence where it's like 20 guys versus two <laughs> two agents, you know, with, with guns point like, blank like this, yeah. you know? Oh my gosh. How like, would they tackle that scene? I'd rather not rethink about that scene in Citadel. <laughs> it, yeah. Because like we do get scenes like that in Barry, but it makes sense. But how, it makes sense. How each of them die. Right. And like, there's reason for the pause. There's reason for everything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But do you want Sally to live? Uh, I don't mind that. What I mind is either she has like a really shitty life or it, she just becomes a better mom. You know, I, if she wants kind of a redemption that has to go that route, I don't think they would ever go that route. And to me again for her just to continue life as like let's say a server that no one knows who she is that is uh in its own way like a justice that's what i was kind of hoping okay you want her to continue being a nobody exactly okay. that's like to me her yeah it was tough for me trying to figure out like what i want to happen to sally's character or sally as a character because it's like every season she's such a <laughs> bad person <laughs> yeah. She's so, she's like manipulative and like she's narcissistic, narcissistic, so absorbed with her own like life that like, sure, Barry was there for her, but like she was never there for Barry either. And every time Barry was trying to like be helpful, she was just like not seeing it. Right. And then the only time that she was like really, I don't know, uh, blinded by like love and his support and whatever was when he was disconnected from her and, you know kind of abusive you know for the most part verbally abusive emotionally abusive abusive so that was like an interesting thing too to see her stand up for herself and then break it off with barry like i found that to be a very powerful moment for her you know in that moment <laughs> and then everything else is like i was like all right yeah sally you kind of deserved it well like we see how self-destructive she is too yeah. like she's a toxic person to be around like even when we see that the fallout between her and her agent she like blew up on her agent even though it's her agent was just trying to help her yeah. and in a way she like screwed herself over and then um you see her classmates becoming successful on screen or whatever and it's like damn yeah this is what happens actually exactly. for, for actors in general that's like, what i'm thinking yeah. like you want to root for your classmates but at the same time it's like you're I envious. Want, yeah you're envious and want success for yourself so it's hard to 
be a team player. Mm-hmm. That's why Sally's character is a good character. Yeah. It's, not saying she's a good person. Yeah. It's a good and well-written character. I think she's just a reflection of like the the deeper end of actors not making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. Oof. A lot to unpack on this show. Lots to unpack. Which, Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot. Oh, I do want to touch on that one scene where, um, so right before Barry escapes prison, um, is that one actor on SNL? Uh, it's Fred. Uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah. The moment I saw him, <laughs> dude, he, he's so funny, dude. <laughs> I, I I know like they're really close and that's why they had to add him in there. Yeah. That whole scene's good. Again, Barry's luck, right? Things yeah. kind of resolve itself. Like, uh Tetchens sent or well, hank really sent assassins in there to kill barry he instead kills everyone else <laughs> and fred armison is like this terrible assassin and so he blows off his own hand like it's, it's so it's good funny because like the setup for that is is so funny because like uh it's like two it's the fbi, the FBI and agent. somebody else in there mm-hmm. the different agency or whatever and they're interrogating barry and barry's about to like you know give him the whole details on the chechens and whatever and he's like, that guy's here to kill me. <laughs> he's got like, something in his pocket. He's going to he's gonna yeah, kill me with he's it. he's calling out everything out. And then the, I love that dynamic between the two <laughs> agencies. They're like, isn't he with you guys? Like, no, I thought he was with you. <laughs> <laughs> the incompetence behind everything else. Like yeah. they showed the LAPD. The incompetence behind the LAPD was really funny too. Where they're like, guys, we already figured it out. Don't worry about it. And they're trying to figure out the Ravens logo or whatever. Like that. Oh, so funny. <laughs> uh you just remind me of another scene or cameo in the fourth season did you notice and they mentioned him uh did you notice that guillermo del toro was in it yeah, yeah. as the other crime boss that yeah they tried to get help from it's funny um i think i saw like an interview or something with bill Hader. bill Hader was like or guillermo wanted to be part of barry oh um and they had like a phone call or something like that uh way early like i think season two or three but it wasn't until the fourth season bill Hader wrote a part for guillermo love it and then you should listen to that actually because um bill Hader was talking about how guillermo would talk to bill Hader about directing because oh. i mean because yeah. guillermo's a director right. so they're kind of like you know kind of not batting heads but it's that constructive criticism that you mm. didn't really ask for interesting okay yeah. yeah i'll watch it i'll watch it i love that it's like, just like a funny thing because it's like no Guillermo you're, you're an actor now I'm doing the directing <laughs> uh, yeah I'll watch that I'll watch but that. no like Guillermo um, was pretty cool yeah um Bill Hader was briefly worried about like wait can Guillermo act <laughs> he did fine yeah. yeah yeah he did fine you know it wasn't like anything too crazy but it's nothing that like pushed the boundaries of like all right we need a really good actor for this yeah and again his part also made sense yeah you know they're trying to get his help Mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> yeah i like guillermo yeah cool we need more steampunk movies oh it's gonna be so i like i hope it comes back it comes back as in like you know creating like the that whole world of like his character designs his storytelling amazing stuff dude hellboy 3 yeah Just, <laughs> it's not gonna happen no dang hey in another life in another life all right well it's a super long episode yeah <laughs> if, uh, you made it this far well good on you <laughs> Thanks for uh, tuning in. This was Barry. I've been Kevin. I've been Derek. And uh, like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. All the things, please. Bye.